Welcome to the You and Me podcast, the podcast for real brides looking for real advice. This new episode of Wedding Planning Q&A is brought to you by The Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. Today on the show, we chat your questions that you may have about wedding catering. So what is the difference between a sit-down and a cocktail wedding? how that relates to your budget, what to choose if you can't have it all, and the things to look for when inquiring with your favourite caterers. Food is such an important part of any setting and the memory that will last with your guests forever. So today on the show, we've got some advice on making sure you are choosing the culinary right fit for you. Hi, Andy. How are you? I am good. How are you? I am good. I'm good. good. There was a hesitation there. You are good no, this week I'm just a bit tired I'm just a bit tired <laughs> we get getting like, through the week we, th- we get like three recordings down in a day and then we start to fade slur our words a little <laughs> blah 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 blah, no, blah. Oh, what, what's news um what's look, news worst thing that's happened to me this week is we had a person come into a spring clean and they just oh. did a crappy job and then I emailed them with photos like there was still like smudges on the mirrors of our wardrobes and um, the floorboards weren't like it was just grubby and gross and like I feel like if you're paying for a spring clean in particular you shouldn't have to go over stuff yourself no no so and then I complained and then they you know said maybe we're not the right cleaners for you (laughs) so now I don't have a cleaner (laughs) which is great no um my that's annoying and another bad thing is our next door neighbor ollie is like this old man he's so cute he walks our dog teddy every day so he picks him up in the afternoon every single day without fail and takes um our dog teddy for a walk and he's gone on holidays for about a month and like my dog is shattered like he just is so upset it's his partner moping around like he (laughs) Usually when my partner and I, Sam, are um, watching TV or something on the couch, he'll, you know, snuggle in with us and he's been sitting downstairs, a weirdo. Like, I think he's really depressed. Um, And then my best would be Sam and I have started the OC. What do you again. mean start? Oh, I was going to say, don't tell me the you series. haven't seen it. You started it again. Yes, yeah, good. It is so good. I it totally so forgot good. about um, Marissa and, oh, it's just... And Seth, and it's just so oh my God, funny. Sandy it's so Cohen. bad, <laughs> but um, I'm actually reliving part of my youth, which is good. Sandy Cohen was my biggest. He was kind of hot. Ma- oh, he was my dilf. Yeah. What about oh how God. the grandpa what comes and then um, he brings his girlfriend that Yuck. ends up hooking up with um, yes, Ryan. Yes. Anyway, I'm just loving oh it. Oh my gosh, so it's the OC. Just a really, because I think we kind of ran out of series to watch. So, we, <laughs> so you've gone back. So random. Um, anyway, how about you? Um, well, my best and worst are together. I ran out of my most favorite Bioderma water that I use for my face every single day. It's a makeup. Oh, um, that one. Yeah, the, the fa- face. You put I can it on never the pad. Say it, the m- it m- cleanses. M- yeah, 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 yeah. Clear, yeah. clear. I was actually I just, water. yes, that's it. I yeah. was googling it because I'm like I can't even remember how to say its name. And it's really good because they've got an option for if your skin gets really red. And my skin's super sensitive with like products. And I've got to be really careful. Anyway, I ran out of it and I could not get it anywhere. And it's summer and it's shipping and everything's delayed and everything's really bad. But then Adore Beauty came oh, to the rescue. And Adore Beauty and they <gasps> send you the Tim Tam and the packaging. And There's nothing the, better there than getting nothing a, better. Adore Beauty <laughs> delivery. Like it's I would bad. order 
with Adore Beauty more so than anyone else yes, just because, because get I get the treat. Yeah. I know. Do you know Isn't what? Isn't that great marketing it's, it's from so there? Good. And I'm actually waiting for a package today. That mm. uh, The Alpha H Liquid Gold. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that toner, um, like it's, it's, it's got like thousands to be. and thousands of reviews. It's like one yeah. of their most sold products on Adore yeah. Beauty or something. But um, I think, did Lee Campbell talk about that yeah, recently? Yeah, she always talks she about did, it on New Beauty podcast. Yes. Yeah, there's nothing better than no, getting the two. It's so, so good. yeah, you won so, out. So oh my best god, and I worst. came. Yep, I came <laughs> to the goods. And um, we just did a poll, which we always do on the You and Me podcast, and it's been actually I, you know, we wrote some controversial wedding topics. So I'll just read some of the results. <laughs> so it's actually quite funny. We've had lo- thousands of people enter. Not enter, but um, answer. Which is good. Can we just say to all our yeah. listeners, please keep doing that because the more you interact with us, the better we get to know you and the more content yeah. we can do so just for you. The first question was, would you be happy with your partner buying a ring secondhand? <laughs> and the answers were 50-50. Yeah. 50% that said yes, 50% me. said no. That surprised me. So that's funny. Me. Um, the second question was, are bouquet tosses humiliating for single friends? <laughs> and 57% of people said no and 43% said yes. So I guess people are saying no, it's not humiliating, but yeah. there's still a tad. Uh, some people think it is. Um, next question, are veils outdated sexist tradition rooted in misogyny? And 88% of people said no. And 12% of people said yes. So go for the veils. Yes, go for the veils. Uh, Are head tables with the entire bridal party horrible? 42% of people said yes. And 58% of people said no. So that's nearly even. Yeah, I reckon that's a huge shift. So people are not wanting the bridal party sitting at their own table. We didn't. interesting. I didn't. Seven years ago, we sat with all our guests and that was absolutely not what you did back then no so i feel like everything's it's so we much better the only though ones particularly if your partner although i did go to one wedding where my partner was in the bridal party yeah and all the partners were sitting on the table next to their pa- partner who was in the bridal party but i wasn't i was the only one oh. out of the whole i don't know oh they sat me with family and that was just really odd. I was like, I just want to sit with my partner during this wedding and enjoy it together. I feel, yeah, definitely. If you're but going to have a, I reckon if you're going to have a bridal table, everyone's partners need yeah, to be on it too. Yeah, I think you don't that's fair. You don't want them separate. Anyway. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you do not need to serve a dessert and a cake. Cake is dessert. Yep, 100%. 75% said yes. So yeah. cake all the way, all the way, every <laughs> the, day. The garter toss just makes me uncomfortable. 70% yes. of people said yes. Garter toss is awkward as all hell. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? It's just, yeah, no, um, just no. Most of the time when the couple writes their own vows, they are cringy, lame and sappy. 73% said no. Yes, no, I don't so, agree with that. Yeah. I'm an uh, absolute baller <laughs> at vows, so the more sappy the better. The idea of bride and groom not seeing one another before the wedding is dumb and superstitious. <laughs> 70% said no. Mm. And that was it. So yeah. how funny. We'll put them in our stories too yeah. if you want to see them. Yes, definitely. We'll definitely put them up in the stories. But it was, um, yeah, there were a few there at the 50-50 mark that actually quite surprised me. Yeah, so, I love these. There you go. They're really funny. Some, you know, what majority of people think. Yes, and the messages we get about the polls as well are hysterical because everyone's got their own opinion as to why they voted the way that they voted so keep it coming 
But let's get stuck into talking about this week's wedding planning Q&A episode and we're talking all about catering. So the first question that we had come through about catering um, is catering is so important to us but there are so many options and so many price variations. How do you decide who is right? So that I think is probably a question that can, if you put photography in front of it or flowers in front of it, probably applies to almost all your big money spend vendors. Um, And look, to be honest, I think your wedding reception is a super important part of your whole day. So it's the social part, right? Like the time where your guests are looking forward to your food and your alcohol and dancing. So I think choosing the right caterer is pretty important. There are two major things, I believe, that your guests will remember from your wedding day. And I know the like I remember. I mean, the quality of food and service is huge at your reception and the ambient experience, I think, is the second one. There's nothing more important in this space than to have experience in servicing a wedding I think wedding catering is vastly, vastly different to event catering or corporate catering. Mm, There's so much okay. more that you need to pay attention to in in a wedding. What, I mean, like what? Well, the caterers and I suppose the front of you know front of house. They're not only responsible for producing the food, which you know that when you're eating, that's the longest amount of time at a wedding you're spending in one spot. So you're going to remember it because you're there for like two hours, right? So not only are they responsible for your food, and I think if you talk to any man who attends a wedding, they'll always remember the food. But the catering team's also obviously the front of house. So they're responsible for how your guests feel and how they're treated. So if you've got a catering company that's got incredible food, but their front of house staff and their wait staff are inattentive, Mm. um, you know, put me- reach over you when they're putting a meal done rather than yeah, going around notice. you. People notice those kind of things. Not filling so, up your wine. So you've got an yes, empty glass and totally. it's speeches and you're just sitting there like, come Absolutely. On, you've got to get your own. I need some wine and yeah. they don't even come over. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think it's really important to not only choose a catering company for their food, but also for their, how they're... Um, you know, known professionally. But I think another thing that you've got to take into consideration when you're deciding on your caterer is the like style of food that they serve because a lot of caterers serve different styles. So some are known for like their their um, degustation type service. Some are known for their feasting or their sharing dishes. Um, others do everything, including even buffet styles. But I think before you narrow down like the list of the caterers, you need to kind of research what they're known for. Mm. Like, are you are you guys both into sustainability? Well, then it would make sense to then go and research a sustainable, like a caterer that focus on sustainable produce. Yeah, like local sources. Yeah, yeah. So they might be more expensive per head, but, you know, it'd be more simplistic food, um, more wholesome they might be more expensive but it kind of makes more sense to go with them if that's yeah, what it's you're funny that's um, like we went to a wedding in Bali and it was share platters but the wedding venue had never done share platters before mm. so could you imagine it would have just been a mismatch of yeah just and there wasn't enough the I don't think they really understood what share platters oh, were yeah um, Everyone was like starving by the end of the night. Um, yeah, that's so bad. Isn't and it? it was it was literally like you were sharing like a spoonful of rice. That's how little <gasps> there was oh to my share. God. And yeah. that's what the talk of 
the wedding was yes. amongst the guests. So yeah. it really tainted yeah. and I'm sure the couple didn't know. No one would have mentioned it to them. No. The lack of food, but it was nearly like a, a topic of conversation mm. at the wedding and I don't know, it just put kind of a bad taste in people's mouth. Yeah. I like, think what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, like food's such a big part. And especially with men, not- if boys are hungry. Yeah. Totally. You know, it, it really ruins their They get pissed off and then they get drunk and then they'll tell you about it. Yeah. I think like before, I think like so many people that's, I think because you spend so much money on catering, one of the first questions people always ask is, well, what should I have as a budget? But I think like with something like that, with an experience like that, I think before you decide on a catering budget, you really need to give consideration to the caterer's experience yeah, what they, and they're their, known what for. they're known for their style of service have a look through their instagram and see mm. what weddings yeah. and what you know what yeah. they're doing themselves and then make a decision not try and twist them into something that yeah they're perhaps absolutely. not absolutely and especially like um referrals you know mm. like talk like and i'm like we were just talking about <laughs> google reviewing people before but <laughs> look at referrals and look at people's Google reviews and word of mouth is so important. Mm. I would never, ever, ever say that this is an area for anybody planning to get married to scrimp on. Yeah. Okay. Good advice. Yeah. Um, Question two. So what is the best way to serve food at a wedding where people get enough? I'm always wary of guests not being full and wanting more. So I've got like this, favorite chef Guy Fieri and he says cooking is all about people food may be the only universal thing that really has the power to bring everyone together no matter the culture wherever around the world people will eat and I think that kind of captures the essence of what food is to people how it makes them feel how inclusive it is so when you have an experience like you did in Bali and there was absolutely no food it's a reflection on them and their ability and it might not be necessarily the right reflection so I think there's a few myths with food quantity or food service that you know I think we can dispel right now though firstly catering companies have come such a long way from where they were 10 years ago and the importance of food for the layman I think is so much more important now too so it's almost worshipped rather than just consumes like foodies Mm. to be a foodie there's a lot more of them out there so I think there's no general best way to cater to a wedding um, but I think it's very much dependent on the couple's budget and their venue choice but also a big factor is like the style and the vibe of how the couple want their wedding day to be. And who they are. So if you're from yeah. like a big Italian family, you're yeah. having, you know, those big share platters yeah. where people are kind of fussing over, you totally. know, big roasts. Totally. And the, yeah. I yeah. think like, and like people like, I think the biggest thing with catering is everybody is talking about not having enough food if it's cocktail. Um, and that's completely not the case anymore. Caterers have grown so much in the delivery of food over the years that you can almost always be ensured that there'll be enough food to eat, regardless of oh, how you I've serve the food. I've been to some weddings you know? where it's been cocktail and there's been more than enough yeah. where it's been too much. We're like, yeah. oh my God, they're still bringing still out bringing food. Still bringing out like food. It, it, it was actually more than eating a meal, you know, yeah. where you're sitting down. Yeah, I think... Um, what catering companies have done really well and something that you need to include when if you are looking at a cocktail style 
food delivery is having um, between plated meals and I suppose canapé size, a lot of them call um, soakers or bowls and they're like a a big size canapé, I suppose. So they could be like a little slider or they could be a little um, cone of fish and chips or a tiny little box of noodles, but just something that almost gives the illusion that you're having a meal for people who think that cocktail are just these little petite fours that you're always given. Mm. So I think that's a good way to still have a cocktail wedding, but make sure that guests, you know, see and can feel that they're being filled up. Okay. Yeah. And I think another good thing to do if you are having like a cocktail wedding is stagger out those bigger, bigger bowls. So have like a late night snack. Late night snacks are the way to go for sure. And people are really blind in there. Yes. Dying for something. Yeah. And then um, can you imagine just like they come around the dance floor with like a little slider or something or, yeah. you know, it just and fills them up. What do you think about dessert options? I am not a desserty. So okay. I say squat. So your them. experience um, being at so many weddings, yeah. do you find that just people aren't eating the dessert or what, why have you formed that opinion? No. Okay. So for most, if you go to a venue or, or have a catering company that doesn't design specific to you and has, you know, set options for you to choose from for packages, there's generally always a dessert option included there. And so if you like the pot, like is the wedding cake (laughs) a dessert or do you have dessert too? So most of the time people do a, dessert option in their catering and a wedding cake and people rarely eat either definitely not both most of the time so maybe the the oldies yeah but you can only have so much sweet when you've been so you think to strip that down or not have it at all and then just maybe have because I think I read somewhere online that a trend for 2021 will be just small mini cakes yeah yeah just individual servings even but do you know what sometimes I think I don't I don't think I've ever eaten a wedding cake at a wedding because you're too drunk on the dance floor to pay attention yeah I mean a lot of people to have a wedding cake purely for the sake of cutting it yeah and I guess I guess like people have already eaten they're ready to drink how many times do you want like dessert whilst you're drinking yeah. and dancing or yeah. uh, socializing or whatever yeah. you're doing? I think, you know, I think it's one of those things like we were saying really before, ha- if, know your guests as well. Like if it is, if you do have a big family, but you've got, um, you know, you've got a lot more older people there, then yeah, maybe they're going to so, want petite fours on the so table. But if you don't want desserts, but... What happens when you're booking a caterer or a venue in and that's just part of the package? Can you, is there, are they lenient with being like, all right, we'll swap the dessert out for an extra entree or? Mm, yes, yeah, some are, definitely. Sometimes can you just get stuck with that? Sometimes. Just the package is included. Yeah, sometimes you can just get stuck and it depends on the venue that you're going to. Some venues have such a churn and burn that they can't actually manage changing the menu. Okay. All the time for so everyone. So you just might, unfortunately, even you if you don't be. want a dessert. Totally. Gotta, they're not very open sometimes. Some are Because is it a cheaper Most option are. for them to do that rather than being like, can I swap this out with maybe a couple of bottles of wine extra or I don't yeah, know. Or yeah, definitely doing maybe stuff Maybe a like cheese platter for cocktail hour instead. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some, you know what, I'm going to say majority of catering companies and venues do have that flexibility, but you will always find a venue that won't be able to do it. Yeah. Which, you know, you, they've what, got their would own Would you say that maybe a cheese grazing platter would be better for cocktail hour? 
instead um, or do you find them also something that you don't really need? I just for those people that have been kind of not eaten all day and yeah. kind of can't last to dinner. Like yeah. I know, I know yeah. a lot of people kind of have snacks before dinner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Would you say um, that's something that would be worthwhile or not? I think like a charcuterie table and having canapes is the same as having a cake and dessert. Have one or the other and go bigger with one or the other. Okay. Don't have both because it's a waste of food. Right. So at cocktail hour before dinner, if you're only having cocktails and you're not having canapes, then have a grazing table because okay. people can't last. Rather but than don't have both. Having a grazing table instead of canapes a cheaper option. Not all the time, no. Okay. Because it's a it's a grazing table will be a per head cost as well. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so moving on. Question three, what do mm-hmm. catering companies offer if you are employing them to do your wedding in a marquee, not a venue? Uh, yeah. Do we okay. have to organise everything else for them so that's the plating and the bar, etc.? Yes. Okay, so this is where I think the communication with your catering company is so important from the beginning. Not every catering company includes everything and some include like – Some catering companies include things you wouldn't even think of booking or needing to and some like don't even include plates. So, and that's something you would never consider. Um, So, I think before… Or not include like the little forks and the… Yep, nope, not at all. So, there are some that do and some that don't. So, I think Mm. before you consider signing your catering contract or um, paying your deposit that locks you in… Um, I think you need to ask your catering company about the per head cost and what service items it includes for food and beverage. So when you sit down at a table, think about what you actually use to eat. So do they include plating, forks, like cutlery, glassware, napkins? um, Cleaning of dishes? Cleaning of dishes. Almost every catering company will do that, but it's more about the things that they provide that – when you and we've speak so often food waste yeah and when when we speak so often about per head costs Mm. if you have a catering company that you know provide that don't provide plating they only provide plating for your actual food service so if you're having a shared menu they'll put the shared plates like food on plates in the middle, but you don't have a plate in front of you to eat off. Mm. So if you've got 200 guests and you need an entree and a main plate, there's that per head cost that's getting up there really quickly because you've got to go on high plates. And then you've got to pay for the damage waiver and their cleaning. So there's things like that that you've really... Waiver can be quite extensive because I'm presuming a lot of people smash stuff. Of course they do. Yeah. yeah, you never get through a wedding without something that's been smashed. Okay. Um, so knowing those costs is really important um, okay. and what they include. So I think another thing, and this goes back to that first question when they were talking about, how, like we were talking about how to choose a caterer. Um, I think you also need to talk to your catering company and see if they include an event manager okay. to run your wedding day as part of their offering. Because if you're in a marquee, not at a venue, so most venues will have an event manager or someone specific on the day, their front of house that will be like an event manager. But you're at a marquee, potentially your catering company is not going to have that. So if if they don't have the option, then I would strongly, strongly consider getting a wedding day coordinator because the experience of your guests is so important 
and if they like if they have nobody to go to in the formalities if if they need to come to you as the bride and say aunt betty lost her earring can you know i or my plate's chipped who do they go to? They go, they go to the people who organise the wedding. And if it's... Or I put my know, dietary requirements down as vegan and you're giving me a yeah. pork chop. Yeah, exactly. Who do they go to? So you don't want that. So essentially, if they don't offer a... Very good tip. I yeah. wouldn't, that's something I wouldn't ever think of. Because you had something quite bad happen at one of the weddings you went to mm. involving a cool room. Do you want to tell oh us my about God. That? Yes. Okay. So that's another, yeah, that's another thing. So I think knowing what catering companies, knowing what catering companies provide is really important. Knowing what they don't provide is actually almost more important. So be aware of their logistical or and their like amenity requirements. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, how much power do they need to run to the kitchen? If you're in a marquee, you're going to need a generator. You're going to need oh extension gosh. leads. You're going to need to so know. This is why marquee weddings are pretty much the same cost or if not more than a venue. Yeah. And you're they doing are, all that. Yep, they're triple the amount so, of work too. <laughs> what so, happened with the cool room? Oh, well, <laughs> You, you get a cool room for your alcohol, obviously. It needs to be cold. Nobody and wants food. a warm beer. And for your food. Yeah. Most of the time at a wedding, you need two cool rooms. One for food for the caterers, one for alcohol. Yeah. Be very careful that when you get cool rooms delivered, the delivery company does their job and plugs them in. Mm. Because one of the – it's like a baptism by fire and it was – if I wasn't already anal about details, this made me like a little bit psychotic. But we got it delivered. It was the middle of summer. It was coastal. So it was not boiling. It had a beautiful wind, but like you weren't chilling beers in 12 hours. Like they needed a full day in a cool room to get cold. And this guy rocked up and he's like, here's your cool rooms and put them into place. And I'm like, that's great. Thank you so much. He drove away. There were no cords for the cool room. They weren't plugged in. No cords at all. So no you couldn't cords. even plug it in if you didn't nope. find it halfway through the nope. night. No, couldn't even find it. So thank goodness I'm quite um, anal retentive of when I get people to deliver things and I always get them to deliver at least 24 hours in advance. And for cool rooms, sometimes two days. So we thank goodness that it was two days in advance. But it just goes to show there's so People many... People wouldn't think of that if they're planning it themselves. No. No, not at all. And you wouldn't expect to have to think about it. Like Even you'd expect pre, them to just do their you, job. You're getting it 24 hours before to cool it. Yeah. So then yeah. it's cool. We're not plug it in totally. an hour before the food arrives. Oh, my God. Totally. Oh, so wow. thank goodness that we had checked the cool rooms. And because it was hot, I'd actually gone in to stand in it because it was so freaking boiling. Wow. And it wasn't on and he hadn't even plugged it in and there wasn't an extension lead even to plug oh it in. God. So, you know, I think just be extra vigilant with what you're booking and what you're asking them and don't ever assume anything. Um, and do you know what? Just be honest with them. Say, look, we're doing it this way. We don't really know what we're doing. We've obviously never done this before. What do you suggest that we need to add here? Yeah, what, what are the extras? What are the extras? Because they won't just come that out you and need say... to do your job successfully. Yeah, yeah. and they not, might not necessarily do that at the very beginning. But, you know, read their contract and their terms and conditions really thoroughly. Because um, we were just talking to a bride that, you know, went 5 to 10K over her budget because of those 
it seemed like it was mainly for catering reasons, wasn't it? When we spoke to her, as yeah. in, um, she didn't realize that they'd have to pay extra to get the dishes cleaned. Yeah, she yeah. didn't. You know, it was all those extra catering things nearly that were adding yeah. up her budget a little bit over. Yeah, so. and the, they're the kind of things that you can't just say. Um, oh, well, we'll just do without. It's not ideal, but we'll do without. You can't just do without a cool room. You can't just not have kitchen staff to be able to wash the dishes yep. because you're going to have to come back and clean them at 9 a.m. the next day. Yeah, which I've heard some people have done that because they totally forgot to book in. Oh, my God. Or think in about that. Insane. In oh, insane. Gosh. So, yeah, right. I think there's lots of <laughs> catering. Com- catering is such a big thing and so many people, because it's a big expense, tend to not stress about it but potentially overthink it. Oh, well, it's it. the most expensive thing that you're booking. It's the most expensive so thing. So that leads us into if you do have catering questions because there's quite a lot to unpack. Yeah. Um, make sure that you send us a question on um, our Instagram. So that's at the You and Me podcast or email um, through. You can record a voice memo. We'd love to get people's voices on answering questions or if you've got a funny story or something, record your voice on your voice memo app and email us at hello at the you and Me podcast.com. Our email can be found via our Instagram. If you click email button, um, you should be able to email us as well um, because I think we could you know, maybe do a part two on this because there is yeah, a lot to there's so chat much, about. So much to um, unpack. Yep. And in going from that, please, please subscribe and leave us a review. It's what keeps us going. Otherwise we won't be able to deliver you all your wedding planning Q and A's and advice. So Thanks that for listening. Good. Next week on our bonus episode, we are actually chatting another, um, re- like another topic that a lot of people have gotten contact us about so is destination tuned. weddings. Ooh. So next week we are talking about destination weddings, how to plan them, what to think of, what not to forget, and why you yes. need a seat for your dress. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.